Welcome to Warrensville Reaching New Heights. I'm your host, June Sheriff, Director of Communications for the City of Warrensville Heights. Today, my guest is Chantelle Brown, the Cuyahoga County Councilwoman representing District 9, which covers a huge range of territory extending from Cleveland to Pepper Pike. And she also has a direct connection to Warrensville Heights. She is a resident here, and she served on the City Council a number of years ago. She is here to discuss some of the issues that will be on the ballot facing voters this November. And she also shares a little bit about her own story, how she got into politics, why she likes it, and honestly, why she's perfectly qualified for it. She's an exceptionally warm, engaging, and just very dynamic person. So I think that comes across in this interview. Um, I also want to mention that she is the first female and African-American to be uh, selected as the chairwoman of the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party. So I hope you enjoy listening to Chantel Brown as much as I enjoyed talking to her. I'd like to welcome Chantel Brown to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you because this is election season. Yes, it is. And you are going to be our uh, fountain of information about the election. I'm excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I, I just want to get right into it. But first, I just want to say, you know, you are the uh, Cuyahoga County Councilwoman representing District 9. Yes. Which is a large area. Yes, it is. And why don't we just cover, you know, what are the ballot issues the that ba- are facing uh, voters? Okay. If they haven't already submitted their uh, ballot, yes. which is very possible, yes. but for those who haven't, there's uh, still time. Okay, so we've got issue one, that's a big one, that's a statewide issue, and I'd really like to go in depth with that one because it is um, being misrepresented by the opposition, but what it essentially will do is take those who have um, maybe been in drug possession, have have been uh, you know, caught with drugs, and mm-hmm. instead of incarcerating them, they will have the ability to receive rehabilitation, which is much more um, promising to make productive citizens of society. And um, it also is a more efficient use of our resources because it costs much less to rehabilitate than to incarcerate. So I would encourage people to vote yes on issue one. Um, And then there's charter amendments. And those are kind of, for those are, I I don't know which ones are which, but I know they're 10, 11, and 12. I should know these by heart. But 10, 11, and 12, they're charter amendments. And they're really technical in in verbiage, but we we need the citizen support in order for those to pass. And um, so 10, 11, and 12 are charter amendments for Cuyahoga County, and um, those would also be yeses. So I would encourage the people to vote yes on issues 1, 10, 11, and 12. Okay. And any other issues on the ballot? Um, there are probably going to be more localized issues mm-hmm. based on um, communities. I know in uh, Warrensville Heights, there's issue nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so issue nine is going to be for a bond so that we can build schools. And so I certainly would encourage our, our residents to vote yes on issue nine as well. Absolutely. Um, so what is the range of constituents um, that you're representing? Oh, I, I am um, blessed to have a very diverse <laughs> population. Yes. I represent all the way from the inner city of Cleveland to the outer ring suburb of Pepper Pike. Um, all of the uh, county council members have constituencies that range anywhere from 110,000 to maybe 120,000. Um, Cuyahoga County's total population is, you know, goes up and down, fluctuates between 1.2 and 1.3 million. And um, 
with the constituency that I have, um, where I represent Bedford, Bedford Heights, Cleveland Wards 1 and 4, Highland Hills, North Randall, Orange, Pepper Pike, Shaker Heights, Warrensville Heights, and Woodmere. So you can tell it's a very diverse group. Um, but it gives me the privilege of being able to see things through many lenses. And, um, and I think that has been a tremendous asset in um, me being able to elevate into another leadership position. Uh, what is the climate like in this district in terms of voter engagement? So what I'm wondering is, have you seen an uptick in voter registration? Are absentee ballots being cast in greater numbers? Yes, um, just uh, yesterday the Cleveland.com reported that there is a 14% increase in absentee um, application and early voting. So that's promising compared to the last midterm, which was in 2014. So very excited about that. But people have to cast them. They have to cast them, right. So half the job is getting the ballot. I got mine in the mail, and I mailed it in. And it requires two stamps, Yes. in case anyone was wondering. You you are absolutely right, and that is the the beauty and the burden of voting by mail. So voting by mail, what we usually see is an 80 to 90% return on absentee requests. So that's a good sign for us. Um, One of the other things that's very promising that I I was extremely excited about is the in-person voting down at the Board of Elections. You don't have to um, you know, vote by mail. You can actually just go down to the Board of Elections. Um, you don't need ID. You just need to know the last four digits of your Social Security number or your driver's license number. You present that and you can um, cast your ballot early in that way. Um, when they looked at the numbers according to Cleveland.com, uh, in 2014, year-to-date, it was somewhere around the neighborhood of 800 people, but this year we're at 3,000 year-to-date. Wow. So, yeah, so it is uh, it is definitely um, an increase, a significant increase. So, What's driving this? Is it the issues themselves, or is it the push to... Um engage people if, or it could be both I was going to say if it's I if I had the the, the true formula <laughs> if yeah. I knew the, the the silver bullet but I I really I think there's a combination of things I think people are um, recognizing that they do have the ability to vote early I think that's becoming increasingly popular that was a huge push um, that we made on the Democratic Party side is to make sure that people vote early um, I also think that people are um, energized by what's happening with the um, state and federal administration with this one-party control, and I think that they are um, exercising their power and, and getting and making it um, known at the ballot box. So, what about um, younger voters? Um, I think they're. I heard this from a younger voter that maybe there's an impression their vote doesn't count. What What do you say to them? When I um, When I hear that, I'm I'm extremely disappointed, and I try to um, make a connection with their everyday lives so that they understand why their vote matters and why um, government is important to them and what what um, what might inspire them to maybe actually cast a ballot. So connecting their curriculum, um, if they're a younger person in, in school, a college student. Um, also, your tuition, their tuition, if they're a college student, that is, you know, contingent upon who's in office, how much they, you know, would have to pay to, to get their education. For state schools. For, yes, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so um, just down to the simplest things, letting them know that the speed limit that they had to drive was, <laughs> you know, determined by a legislator. The the fact that they have to wear a seat belt, the, the, the fact that, you know, whether or not they have enough uh, emergency services in their communities and things like that, just trying to relate it to everyday issues and hoping that that makes a connection for them that will make them want to go out and vote.
That makes sense. Um, so let's get a little more personal here. Um, you are serving your second four-year term yes. as a representative on the Cuyahoga County Council. Yes. Why did you choose to run for this office? Oh, <laughs> it's a, that's a funny story because it wasn't actually something that I had um, aspirations to do. Um, back in 2014, my name showed up in the newspaper as a potential successor of um, C. Ellen Connolly, who formerly held the seat. And I was one of five, and I had no idea wow. <laughs> that this was even um, in existence. I was as green as the grass when it came to politics. I just wanted to be um, a conduit to help my neighbors and, you know, just a public servant in every, in every sense of the word. And so that kind of just opened my eyes to... Um, just a possibility to be able to serve a greater number of people. And um, after talking it over with Mayor Sellers and uh, Congresswoman Marsha Fudge and, and having their blessing as to uh, going out and seeing, you know, seeking the higher office, that is, that is how I eventually decided to make my run. And, um, and I was blessed out of uh, six, six uh, candidates in that race to become the victor. And so that is, uh, that is how I arrived here. And a lot of faith, a lot of faith. I, I'm not shy about my faith. So that, that's, that's my journey. It's a great story. Uh, let's see. One thing I'm not real clear on is how many actual council people are there? There are 11 of us. Oh, okay. um, there are 11 county council members and one county executive. Um, the former government, if you may recall, was three commissioners. So we're the new form of government. We've only been in existence um, going into t uh, nine years. And so, okay. yeah, so it, this is... Uh, yeah, nine years. So it was. It's a relatively new form of government. So we've got a lot of, um, a lot of growing, a lot of shaping, a lot of things that we still continue to work through to make sure that we are serving our constituents in the best way possible. How um how often does it meet and where does this body meet? Oh, so we <laughs> are yeah. So curiosity. we meet, yeah we meet. Um, the council meets twice a month. We meet on the second and fourth, uh, second and fourth Tuesday. So I have county council today, mm -hmm. <laughs> later yeah. on today, and um, we also have committee meetings Mondays through Wednesdays. Um, and I know you're active on quite a few committees. Yes, I am. They're keeping you busy. They are keeping me busy. You are yeah. absolutely right. So I um, I serve as the chair of um, of human resources appointment and equity, but I am also a member of finance and budget, health and human services and um, education, environment, and sustainability, so. If anyone wanted to attend one of these meetings, where would they find you? Well, <laughs> we are right downtown, 2079 East 9th Street. We're in the new county administration building. Right in the corner of Prospect? You got yeah, it, yeah. yep. <laughs> not yeah, not far from the. We're we're kind of between the uh, Quicken Loans and Rain and a progressive field. So right. we we got we get a little bit of the best of both worlds. Um, mm -hmm. you know, during baseball and, and basketball season. And what time do the meetings start? The meetings generally start at five, but I would recommend check checking the website because sometimes when we have um during baseball seasons the parking and, mm -hmm. and basketball season the mm -hmm. parking can get expensive for our constituents and we're mindful of that. And so we have an awesome president in Dan Brady who will make um adjustments to our schedule so he may move the meeting up early so that those even though the parking is actually it's free but when we have um, games the uh, parking attendants request that you pay and then get reimbursed so it makes it a whole lot easier if we just move it up before the games and then they can come right in not have to worry about paying for parking so come down we'd love mm -hmm. to have you <laughs> well what are your own political ambitions um, I, I just want to do what I'm doing well you know I um, 
as you kind of pointed out, I didn't know that even county council would be something in my future. It was nothing that I personally aspired to. So I just continue to work hard, make myself um, available. If an opportunity were to present itself, um, certainly would be open to um, exploring that. But nothing, um, nothing specific, just wanting to do what I'm doing very well. And this is what you do exclusively, because I know that you uh, had a printing and promotions yes. company called Diversified Digital Solutions, yes. which you serve small and mid-sized businesses. But that's not something you're involved with anymore? Um, very, very little. The, the demands of politics have um, has caused my business to suffer greatly. So I still have a, a handful of clients that I will work with occasionally, okay. and they're very understanding. Thank you for those of you who are still with me. Um, but they're very understanding um, because they know that this is a great work and um, and they respect it and they still remain loyal to me and, and even through all of the uh, all of the hard work that I'm doing politically okay well I think you're underselling yourself a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> you did serve on the Warrensville Heights City Council for oh, three years yes I did yes that was uh, that what? was my entree into politics yes so, yes you can't, uh, ignore that so. absolutely not no um, what years were, were those? Oh my goodness! Now you're going to have me tell my age. Let me tell you. Say say this. No, this is the <laughs> city council from what right. year to what year? Yeah. yeah. So I was. You're on, good. You're safe. I was going to say what city council? Um, four years prior. Let's go back. 2014. So four, 14. So three years prior to that was 11 through 11. 2011 through. 2014. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're in that range. That's, yes. that's fine. Yeah. Um, and how did that happen? You, what now, made you decide to do that? Now that is a story that um, keeps me very humble and very focused. So um, what happened was, if you recall the earthquake tragedy in Japan, I was the news cycles, they're 24-7, they just repeat, repeat, repeat. And one of the things while I was watching the news is I wanted to know how I might be able to assist my neighbors if we had an emergency situation. Okay. And so it prompted me to go to our city council meeting where I presented the question to um, the body and, and, and said, where would we go? Because where I live is right up the street from John Dewey Elementary School and around the corner from um, from the Civic Center. So I thought, those those might be where we should go, but let me verify. Mm -hmm. Well, the chief of um, the fire department at the time, it, uh, let me know what we should do and there was an organization that handled something like that but it prompted me to continue to go to the meetings just to kind of see what was happening in my community and um, the, the the gentleman that represented our particular ward love him love him um, mm -hmm. so much mr. Robertson he um, I just thought that you know we could bring some more energy to that particular office and so he had been appointed, and so it was a, it was kind of like an even Stephen race. We would no, neither one of us had run, and so I mm -hmm. thought, you know, you want to be the change that you you know be the change that you seek, be the change mm -hmm. that you want to see, and so that's what prompted me to to run for the seat. And um, that election was a lot different than the one in 2014 when the polls closed. I was down by six votes, and I thought I'd actually mm -hmm. lost, yeah. and um, and I was okay with that because I had worked really hard and um, made a lot of great friends along the way. And being a child of faith, I trust God's infinite wisdom. I said, okay, this must not be for me. Mm -hmm. But um, little did I know there were 23 provisional ballots in the race, which <laughs> could easily <laughs> turn the uh, swing things and turn it around. And it actually did. I ended up winning the, the race by seven votes. Mm -hmm. And um, 
And as a child of faith, seven represents perfection, completion, and God. So if I was going to trust him on the losing side, I had better trust him on the winning side. And because I continued to go to the um, council meetings, I started cultivating relationships with the administration. And the council members had also developed a level of trust in, in, in me. And they appointed me to the planning commission, which, um, as you know, is a big responsibility in a suburban community because anything from in addition to your home where new business comes through the planning commission. So it afforded me the ability to learn how to run a very efficient meeting, as well as meeting a lot of um, wonderful people along the way. So that's how I got my start, and I, um, I, am, I am forever humbled and grateful for how things um, evolved and turned around for me. It's funny how you can't plan these things. No, <laughs> you, you cannot. Can. You cannot. I, I couldn't. I couldn't write a better story. So, um, but it, it really, it really does. I have the. Um, the awesome um, opportunity to be able to tell that story at least once a week and so mm -hmm. it it keeps me focused and keeps me grounded and, and keeps me humble because a lot of times just like you people say well how did you even get started and mm -hmm. so um, God has a way of making me making sure that I stay focused on his mission and purpose how long have you been a Warrensville Heights resident um, I have been a resident of Warrensville Heights for 15 years now yes Okay. <laughs> now, we cannot forget to mention that you are the chairwoman of the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party. Yes, you, you are the first female and the first African-American elected to this unpaid position, <laughs> yes. we should mention. Yes. And from my understanding, you were recruited by Congresswoman Marsha Fudge, yes. uh, who's a political mentor to yes. you and who also shares roots in Warrensville Heights. Yes. Um, so how's that going? That is, um, <laughs> it is. A, it keeps me equally busy. Uh, as you as you pointed out, it is a it is a labor of love. It is something that you know I've um, I've enjoyed doing. I even without the pay, I I'm, I wake up excited to educate people and empower people and let them know that there's a very important election happening and that your vote really does count. Your vote matters. Make sure you exercise it. Um, when it comes to power in this country, the vote is the one thing that levels the playing field. No matter, you know, your race, your education, your gender, GED to PhD is what I like to say. Everybody <laughs> gets one vote. And so um, if you want to make your voice really heard, then that is the way to go. That is the way to do it, is to cast your, cast your vote and to finish the ballot. That's the other thing. Um, too often times... We get a little tired. I mean, our ballot in, in Warrensville is uh, two pages front and back, so four when you count them, you know, front and back. Um, but it's important that you vote in every race because what happened in, um, as a Democrat, clearly I, I have my, I'm biased, but what happened in Michigan, um, I, I understand that 80,000 people opted not to vote in the presidential election. And um, Hillary Clinton lost Michigan by like 10,000 votes or mm -hmm. something like that. So we have to vote in every single race. So, Just um, as a footnote, you were reelected in June to yes. another four-year term. So yes. you were going to be around for a while. <laughs> yes, yes, Not Lord willing. Anyway. <laughs> Lord mm -hmm. willing, I really, and I love it. Um, the, first, the first race was August 26, 2000. Um, 17, I uh, completed my predecessor's term, Stuart Garson, who 
um, thought it wise to step down to give whomever would be his successor an opportunity to gear up for the midterm election. And then June 9th was the election for the full term. And um, Who voted in that? So the, um, it's an interesting uh, mm-hmm. dynamic, but it's uh, the 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 role of precinct people. Precinct people, in which you may have recall seeing on your primary ballot, are the individuals that get to decide who will okay. run the party okay. for um, the Democrats as well as the Republicans. Um, so another feather in your cap is that you were named to the Power 100 list from Cleveland Magazine this year. And this uh, represents Northeast Ohio's most powerful people. So that's pretty exciting. That is, uh, I I'm, tell my parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I still can't really wrap my mind around that. I, um, I, I am humbled. It was a, tre- it's a tremendous honor. And um, I'm still, it's kind of surreal. So I, I, at that part, I, I, I just take it as an honor. Yeah, well, <laughs> a huge congratulations. Now Thank you you. Did, you just mentioned your your mom, so I, I need to pursue this little channel here. Where did you grow up, and who are the members of your family? I don't know if you have brothers, sisters. Yes, 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 yes. So I grew up in the inner city, uh, Martin Luther King and Union. I am a product of Cleveland Public Schools. I graduated mm-hmm. from John Adams, class of 93. Hey, Rebels. <laughs> um, and my I grew up with both parents, my mom and dad. My dad is actually involved in the Warrensville School, so he's coached basketball and um, he has a job for, with the uh, Board of Education. So he, he um, we, are, we have gotten really strong roots here. What in is his name? Let's get Tony Brown. Tony so Brown. Tony Brown. Okay. Uh, they may know... They may know him as Clarence, but Tony Brown. Um, and then my mom is Ricky Brown, who I dragged her along kicking and screaming into politics. She's now a precinct committee person. So I had at least one vote for chairperson. Um, so that that is my family. And then I have two siblings, a brother and a sister. And I am a proud auntie of um, mm-hmm. of two girls and three boys who I affectionately refer to as my birth control. No children for me, but I love I love them. But I love being able to give them back to their parents. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And um, you're engaged? Or you're engaged? Yes, 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 okay. yes. So I, my, my fiance hates when I say this, but I deem us Oprah and Stedman. We've been together for a long, long <laughs> time. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. So, and everyone knows we're together. So we haven't, we haven't set a date, but I, we've, we've been together for quite some time. I love him. He's extremely supportive, and that's Mr. Mark Perkins. <laughs> lucky man. No, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Equally lucky lady. <laughs> and just. Uh, a little more background. Um, you earned an associate's degree in business management from Tri C. You got it. And how long did that take you? Oh, no, that's the tough part. So I actually, um, when I was elected to city council, that's when I decided to um, to pursue my education again. I think in 1993 when I graduated, I probably took maybe three, like a, a quarter. That's when everyone was on quarters then. So I might have taken a quarter and entered the workforce and um, was able to um, actually make a decent living back in the 90s. You could still earn a decent living without a degree. And um, then when I was elected to uh, city council in Warrensville Heights, I took a number of online courses and really, uh, really went full throttle with um, my education there and was able to complete um, my coursework. I think it was two, the two years that, it, that were required. And um, kudos to Tri-C. Like, their curriculum is far more challenging than people, I think, would give, it, give them credit for. 
um, disclaimer though, I did not take any of my math classes online. <laughs> I actually had to go and 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 meet with the tutors and and, and actually be tutored and go into the classroom settings um, because math is, was, was was a bit of a challenge. Statistics um, and uh, even some of the fundamental courses because. From 93 till 2011, you kind of get rusty. You forget some of those things because yes. you don't use them. Um, but it was a very exciting time, and um, I, I have a debt of gratitude to the to the education that I learned, earned and learned at uh, Cuyahoga Community College. So shout out to them as well. Absolutely. It's a huge treasure yes. in the community. And I, I hope, you know, you're, you're a source of inspiration to others Thank to you. go back. Thank you. Yes, it's, it's, it's never too late. It's, right. it's never too late. And I'm actually... Um, because of all of the things that are in, impacting my schedule um, right now, it makes it a little difficult. But I certainly, um, I certainly am pursuing my bachelor's degree. I'm about two classes shy, and those are classes I actually have to go into. They're lab lab classes, mm -hmm. uh, science. So, <laughs> um, so finding the time to to take those courses have been a little bit challenging. But I am pursuing my bachelor's with Wilberforce. They have an um, awesome program called Climb, and so. I'm a part of that as well. So keep me in your thoughts and prayers. <laughs> That's very ambitious. It's, it's Thank not easy you. to juggle everything you're it's doing. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I have one final question for yes. you. Uh, you were once quoted uh, as saying one of your objectives is to put the fun back in the party. Yes. So how are you doing that? <laughs> so we have had... Um, some, I think, some new activities, things that we historically haven't done. Um, one of them was the uh, bowling party. We had bowling parties on the east and west side that were very successful. Uh, I like to call them bowl for the poles. And mm -hmm. so, you Where know, do you do that? So we did um, one on the west side, and I can't call the name of the uh, bowling alley right now, but the one on the east side, I remember, is the Lanes, which is in Maple Heights, um, mm -hmm. Joe Fouché. Um, and the other one, I'm, I'm drawing a blank because I have such an, let, let me say this too, mm -hmm. I have such an awesome support system at the uh, county party. Um, Troy Greenfield, uh, one of our vice chairs, organized the one on the west side, so she, she would remember mm -hmm. all of the details. But what it did, it, it just afforded um, our precinct people an opportunity to get to know each other because, you know, we, we, they were newly elected. Um, we hadn't done anything like that in the past. It was free for them and mm -hmm. anyone else who wanted to come. It was like a mini fundraiser, and it was really cheap, $10. But you got food. You got a chance to socialize and bowl. Um, another thing that we've done are just, you know, random events where we just encourage people to come down and um, kind of fellowship, if you will. Um, we've done a number of Canvas kickoffs. We had Cory Booker, U.S. Senator Cory Booker in town, courtesy of uh, Senator Sherrod Brown, but it was a fun atmosphere. Um, another thing that we did uh, early on is when I appointed my vice chairs, we had an open swearing-in ceremony where so many people came, and we just, again, had an opportunity to celebrate each other, network and connect. And then I'm pretty proud of the last event that we did, which was an executive committee, committee meeting slash um, fall, fall festivity at uh, the Wade, Wade Oval. And we had music and line dancing and food. And it was, it was just a festive atmosphere. So I, I think 
I think we're moving in the right direction. I think, you do, I think you're <laughs> delivering on that, that promise, Thank if we can you. call it that. Yes. Well, I think the community owes you a huge debt of gratitude Aww. for your energy and for your commitment <laughs> and for your kind. time. <laughs> you're too kind. So Thank you. is there anything else you'd like to say to voters? Um, I just, again, the, the, our vote is the, um, the most powerful thing that we have. And um, people sacrifice their lives for us to have this right. And we owe it to them to just take the time out of our day, um, out of our lives to cast our ballot. In Ohio, you get about 30 days to cast a ballot. And so there's no excuse really for us not to vote in this election. So if you don't vote, you can't complain. There's no <laughs> excuse. If you can make time for um, the Cavs game, a Browns game, or going to the movies, or if you're anything like me, run into the lottery to get your lottery ticket for the Mega Millions. If you can stand in that line, then yes. you can stand in line to cast a ballot for something that is really, really going to impact your everyday life. So we need to be as deliberate about our democracy and as purposeful about our politics. And so please, 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 everybody, if you do nothing else, if you don't hear me say anything else, please vote. Thank you. Thank you.